Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Toastmasters podcast, the official podcast of Toastmasters International. Hello, everybody. My name's Bo Bennett. And I'm Ryan Levesque. And we are back with another interesting and fantastic podcast for you. Ryan, who are we speaking with today? Well, Bo, I've been excited to chat with this distinguished guest for a while now. His name is Stuart Pink. He's a competent communicator and competent leader. He's a keynote speaker and coach on creativity. Stuart earned third place in the 2012 Toastmasters World Championship of Public Speaking. That was in Orlando, Florida. I was there. He gave a fantastic speech. Stuart's the author of Brenarium, Exercise Your Creativity. And Stuart has recently made a big splash in the Toastmasters world as his article, Creative Leadership, was the cover story on the July 2018 edition of the Toastmaster magazine, followed by a story in September 2018, Cue In to the Value of Originality. Stuart Pink, welcome to the Toastmasters podcast. Welcome, Stuart. Hello, thank you for having me. So you're becoming a staff writer on the Toastmasters magazine, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote for them once back in 2012, and then I, I enjoyed the experience and got back in touch this year. Yes, it was a great experience. Get him to send you a check and everything will be good. <laughs> I'm cur- I was curious, Stuart. I wondered if this actually started as one monster article and that um, working with staff you guys decided to break it into two or if they were two completely separate submissions? They they were separate submissions. So I, I would say in my life, two of my biggest passions are creativity and public speaking. And so the first article very much was everything I think about creativity. And the second article was more how can how can we bring creativity into the world of public speaking, which is Toastmasters we're we're very interested in, and and so that's what the second one was about more. Nice. Well, let's let's dive into creative leadership, and I, I guess to set the stage for this, uh, one of the definitions of creativity, and I'll I'll credit this to Franz Johansson who you may be familiar with, the author of The Medici Effect and several other books. Um, but he introduced me to the idea of looking at creativity not so much as just inventing something out of nothing <laughs> or out of yeah. thin air, but taking two disparate objects or concepts that don't normally go together and then putting them together to create something new. Uh, and we can see that in all kinds of fields, from technology to cooking to art and music, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I noticed that even just the title of your article and this whole concept of creative leadership almost seems to be one of those things. <laughs> it, the creative leadership isn't a phrase that I've, I think I've heard very often, if ever. Um, so perhaps maybe you could talk about how you came up with that concept and Give us a working definition of what creative leadership is and what it means. Well, absolutely. I I agree with, with everything that you just said. I, I think that you can connect anything to anything. And, and when I talk about how creativity works, making connections is, is one of the key themes, I think, of, of creativity. And so actually, it, it almost did start from thinking about leadership, which is so important in our organizations, and creativity and thinking surely the two 
are connected and, and the answer is that they are very clearly connected there have been all sorts of um, executive surveys that rank creativity very highly now as a sought after skill and just looking at where the world is going right now in the 21st century the pace of, of everything the pace of life everything is changing so quickly that we need skills like creativity to survive in in my opinion and so it's only natural that organizations also are going to need that creativity to survive or else you won't you won't be hearing of them in the future that it's the creative that will survive super so what what does it mean to be a creative leader or to exercise creative leadership well there are a couple of answers to that i mean the first is that for me creativity is an original idea that has value and it's very important to understand that definition and not think of creativity as someone who writes a novel or someone who paints a picture things like that they are undoubtedly creative but i think too many people mistake creativity for being some form of artistic creativity in fact i've even coined a word for that type of creativity which i call creativity as in the word art in the middle of creativity so coming back to an original idea that has value leaders can look at their organizations and be thinking about what ideas what new ideas do they have that have value but i would argue that creative leadership goes further than just being the nominal leaders of an organization i think that this is somewhat something that everyone should be doing it because it, think about it if creativity really is a numbers game you've got 10% of your organization are leaders do you want just 10% coming up with original ideas that have value or would you rather have the whole workforce coming up with original ideas that have value so i think everyone needs to be doing this and i think that creative leadership gives everyone a chance to be a leader within an organization which to me is very exciting gotcha so you're not just talking about the leaders themselves being creative you're talking about the leaders somehow working with everybody else to to i guess work on their own creativity and develop that creativity absolutely because i think that the next great idea could come from it, anyone. An organization might have a research and development department or a marketing department, but why limit all, all of the inventive ideas to just those departments? If, if a cleaner or someone has a fantastic idea, why would you not want to hear that amazing idea? And so I think one of the challenges for organizations is to think about how they can capture everyone's ideas but also encourage everyone to be having ideas now this sounds great in theory i'm, I'm just trying to think about like a larger organization and how some of this uh, bureaucracy might get in the way i can imagine a leader like say somebody in middle management not being interested in giving their subordinates the spotlight in risk of losing their job or somebody that works for them getting a promotion over them. Do you think that's even a consideration or, or is that just being a little bit uh, too, too paranoid? 
I, I think it's definitely a consideration. I think paranoia, of course, is one of the things that inhibits creativity. And I, I remember even going to sessions when I used to be a lawyer, being asked about my my ideas for the future. And as soon as I started to come up with ideas, they got shot down. And, and straight away, I thought, well, why are you asking me about the future? If you say, oh, well, that could never happen. What are we doing here? And I think being creative and, and things like brainstorming, really, whenever you're trying to come up with ideas, it's important to value the process, because if you don't value the process, then absolutely you'll be stifling the chances of being creative. And, and that's going to be a problem in the long run for everyone. Stuart, it seems to me that part of the task, and I think Bo is alluding to this as well, of the creative leader is to help people understand that no matter who they are, no matter where they are in the organization, that creativity is for them. And it, yes. it reminds me of a couple of recent uh, incidents that I... Incident sounds too strong. A couple of recent experiences that I had, one of which was just last night, a relative of mine who's in high school, we were talking about his future career ambitions, and he's very interested in in uh, starting a business at some point. And he shared with me that, but I'm not creative. Uh, in other words, he felt he had to kind of find an opportunity he could jump into. He said, I, I just, I'm not good at coming up with any ideas. Yes, And I, I think that right there was a, a pretty disempowering notion to begin with. Mm. Well, somebody's got to make the fries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, another example, another relative, I had suggested a resource related to creativity to that person. And their response was, oh, well, I, I, I can't do that. That's I, I'm not creative. I'm like, this is yes. a program designed to help you <laughs> grow your creativity. So how how do you communicate to people in a deep way so that they really get it that creativity is and can be for them. It, it's difficult. I mean, this is undoubtedly the challenge. And it's because everyone has labeled, either labeled themselves or labeled other people as creative or not creative. That's the barrier I feel that we need to break down. And, and we really need to start believing that we're creative and, and spreading that word but it, it it's so frustrating when people say i'm i'm not creative and and i hope firstly by making a very clear definition we can understand that oh well hang on just because maybe you don't like art that's got nothing to do with whether or not you're creative every single person on earth has original ideas that have value so i hope that people would start to to understand that because I, I think that that is really, really important to get to grips with. But the second point I'd make is one of the things I try to do with Brainarium is value the importance of creative exercise, just as we, we all know about the importance of physical exercise. And for someone to say, I'm not creative, is a bit like suggesting to someone who, who maybe should start going to the gym. It's a bit like them replying, well, I'm not fit or I'm not healthy or I can't, I can't run a marathon. Well, sure, of course you can't. That's why you go to the gym. That's 
you start to practice and to exercise and you get better at it. And creativity is, is very definitely something you can get better at. I mean, my, my book is full of exercises to try and show how you can exercise that creativity. And, and it's well known that the more ideas you have, the more likely some of them are to be creative. So you just have to keep at it, really. This reminds me one of the brain myths that a lot of people subscribe to, and that's the idea that we're either left-brained or right-brained people. You know, the the, uh, yes. the understanding is the right brain is the creative and the left brain is the analytical. But it actually is more accurate to say that everybody is right and left brain. Some of us tend to favor one side more than the other, but that does not mean, for example, if we're left-brained, it doesn't mean we have no creativity. But a lot of people take it to, to mean that. They have very little creativity. Creativity is on a spectrum, and most of us are somewhere in the middle, with, of course, some people being a lot better than others. But it's the whole, the whole concept. If you think you are left-brained, therefore you're not creative, that is just patently wrong. I, I agree, and I think it's interesting that the fact that there are differences between the left and the right brain is useful to understand, but clearly everyone is whole-brained. I mean, it, it's preposterous to think that people might be going around only using half their brain. Right. Everything we do is, is using all of our brain, but yes, there, there may be different things we do which favor one side or the other more. But as, as we talked about earlier, a big theme of creativity is making connections. And so your brain can make connections between some of the, the more logical left brain things that might come up with new ideas that have value. So it, it's definitely whole brained is, is what we are and what we have to be. That's right. Stuart, as a creativity coach, and you mentioned a couple moments ago, your book has some exercises mm. for increasing creativity, and there's some suggestions in the article as well. But for someone who's beginning to become open to the possibility that, hey, maybe I can be creative, what are some of yes. the ways to crack that open a little bit wider for them? What are some practical exercises that we can do to cultivate our own personal creativity? Well, there are... Yes, obviously, there are lots of things to do. One of the things, actually, that, that makes my book different to other books is, is that there are other creative books that just list lots and lots of different exercises. And I've read a lot of books on creativity and wanted to understand well, what are the themes behind creativity? Because I think understanding those themes can help you be creative. So one of them we've mentioned already is this idea of making connections. You can connect anything with anything. And so some typical creative exercises you might do, you could literally just pick a random object and think, well, how is this connected to whatever I'm thinking about? Or, uh, you know, I want to uh, solve a problem or I want to do something new. And then you just pick a random object and start to think about how you can connect it. So recently I, I was with some people and we, as an exercise, we set ourselves the modest goal of trying to create world peace. <laughs> and to, to solve this problem, we considered various different bugs, like spiders and ants and bees. And 
normally you wouldn't connect world peace and ants or spiders at all but what we did so we started thinking well what are the the qualities and the properties of these different bugs and as you start to list more and more things you think well okay um how might that be connected to ideas that might be relevant to world peace and you you start to come up with these connections that you never before would have thought existed and and so that's um that, that's a, a, an example of an exercise and you can the more random the objects are that you connect together the more greater the chances that you're going to come up with something original but i talked about creative themes another one of the big creative themes is to consider different perspectives and, and this really it comes back to what we were talking about earlier it's very easy at work to be stuck in your department or in your cubicle and just see the world from your perspective but by adding in the perspective of other people by working with other people you you can often get different ideas which are very very valuable and it's one of the reasons why i personally believe diversity is an incredibly important thing to have in to have in the workplace and actually to have in our lives Stuart, this has been a treasure trove of information today lots of ideas that uh i think we could put to use this afternoon and start reaping some benefits of new creative ideas and thoughts and insights before we go i'd like to ask you if there's anything else you want to share with our listeners and also if you could share with our listeners how they can connect with you and learn more about the work that you're doing sure well thank you it's been a fantastic experience my website is brainarium.com that's brain as in our brains a-r-i-u-m.com and and my book really as i say it sets out all these themes and exercises that if you carry with you I honestly believe you can be creative in any situation. But as we talked about on, on this call, really, the thing is for us all to start believing that that we, all of us, are creative. And so I, I hope that everyone that listens to this call will spread that word because we, we can make a difference and we really can believe that we are creative and do amazing things. But thank you so much for having yeah, great. Stuart, uh, one last question. Did you ever solve that world peace thing? Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> well, we're all still here, aren't we? So that must be good. <laughs> yeah, good job. Nice work. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Stuart, thanks so much for being with us. That's great. That's great to talk to you guys. Bye-bye.